Um, I gotta stir that pot real quick. I'm making apple cider. Ooh, Ooh. Oh, snap! Jinx. <laughs> Juice and onomatopoeia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <ooh. laughs> I mean, we ooh the same exact ooh at the ooh. same length. Yeah. You can't jinx my ooh. I jinxed Sean's ooh. Don't yuck my yum. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Welcome to Brose. Silly rabbit, Brose is for kids! <laughs> my name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey guys. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey everybody. And across from us, reporting live from Tijuana, Mexico, Tim Hansen. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Man, you went from Tijuana to Cancun. Or from Cancun to Tijuana. Yeah. Tijuana. Wow. Not sure how I got here. I was in somebody's trunk. <laughs> I, I, we need to talk to you about this because you were in a, people's trunk a lot <laughs> when it comes to these. Like, where did you show up? Ah, somebody's trunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Golden Brobes, our intern, like had you like all you over see, the place. You do seem to be at the mercy of another driver an awful lot. Well, he Listen. doesn't want to be DD. It's true. We're on a podcast where I'm supposed to drink. I That's shouldn't fair. be driving. You know what? That's right. You know what? You made the responsible choice, and I retract my statement. I, I was I being sh- smart about being stupid, man. <laughs> I shouldn't be driving, so I'm going to dive into your trunk instead. And then he's going to kick out the brake light so he can see where he is at all times. Yeah. yeah. Be on the phone. Street smarts. Just there right. you go. <laughs> where? No, <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to the Brose Podcast, available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else you can find fine podcasts uh the premise of the show Ding. is to answer questions from you the audience about life the universe and everything and if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air uh send it to brosequestions at gmail.com that's brosequestions at gmail.com um before we get to our wines i i want to bring something up here so uh Sean, you, you may or may not be familiar with this. So, uh, Mary O'Brien, who compiles our questions, uh, <laughs> notified me <laughs> earlier this week. Uh, and I, I want to make sure if you guys know about it, I just make sure the listeners are aware of it. Uh, the Brose Questions email, uh, as Mary says, quote, has somehow ended up on a men's fashion mailing list. Here's an email we received today. So, this is an email from a... Uh, Take- okay, so the, the gentleman's name is Dr. Takeshi Yamada. Uh, and it was sent to the listserv men's fashion, uh, which apparently includes brosequestions at gmail.com. And I'm, I'm just, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read the, the, the text of the email and we'll react accordingly. <laughs> Hi, if you need an edgy album cover and visuals by using rogue taxidermy alien skulls, please let me know. I charge only reasonable market price royalty for your commercial usages of my artworks. I can also produce original music instrument, musical instruments, including the one of a kind guitar for you personally. Parentheses, by using your body parts, including your own blood, skin, teeth, hairs, etc. And then he includes a link to uh, his uh, research institute on Weebly.com. Uh, P.S. I was featured in about 25 TV shows, TV commercials, TV documentaries, uh, TV commercials again, etc. Uh, I was also featured in hundreds of YouTube videos. See them at my official art website here. And then he links to uh, his uh, other links on his very well uh, renowned weebly website uh yours dr takeshi yamada and sarah in new york city 
website, Dr. Uh, I'm, I'm not promoting his website. So, um, <laughs> move, so, move over Shannon Vogel's yeah, logos. Sorry, this guy's going to use We're our going blood. with this guy. He's got our blood. I can think of no <laughs> He's person. He's got our blood. <laughs> he already has it. <laughs> we didn't give it to him, but he has our blood. <laughs> I can think of no person sample. I'd feel safer sending my blood and teeth to than this rando on the internet. After, oh. after that, after we got that, Mary and I found the show that, she told me. that he was on and watched it and let me tell you he the show is fucking garbage it's yeah. called immortalized. immortalized and it is very bad really? it's a it's so it's a competition show between taxidermists and the only competition is they both make a taxidermy a professional taxidermist and an amateur one and the professional always wins it seems like it's just somebody <laughs> who is much better at what they do just fucking owns this, this fucking. So dude. it's like chopped, but you're stuffing an animal. Yes, instead. exactly. And you're, and you're dealing with like it's you versus Gordon Ramsay every week. Yeah, it, it's it's or Iron Chef is a better cause okay because they because they, they have like a wall, but the for some reason the contestants don't get to pick who they go against, and they're just like <laughs> we've picked the best person for you and discount Topher Grace brings them out and is like it's Takeshi and he goes Shazam! Oh my god! And and then. <laughs> He's my favorite. I love him. It is so good. But he does legitimately really cool stuff. And I think what Rogue Taxidermy is, is found taxidermy. So, like, they find stuff. Like, he uses, like, for horns, he goes to, uh, he said he goes to a Chinese buffet and takes their crab claws and uses those for horns. So, he makes, like, fantasy creatures out of real animals' Mm -hmm. parts. And they are legitimately very cool, but he is the fucking wildest dude. It's just like one of those people where you're just like completely like he's just so charismatic in this very bizarre way. And you just it's like a I I don't want to say it's like a car accident because he seems like a good person. And that's a bad thing to see happen. But it's just so he's he is sublime. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I would recommend only watching the episodes with him because the show is garbage. It's yeah. poorly edited. Brian Posehn's on it for some reason. Wow! It's like two two taxidermists. It was the guy who was like the lead taxidermist of the Smithsonian. Mm. Some lady who does three D art, and then Brian Posehn. It's on AMC, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. It's really bad. And then the yeah. the host looks like Discount Tofu Grace. And then it's so it's so bad. But Takeshi. Man, I he is the official taxidermist <laughs> of the Prose podcast. To and you know he's official because he's wearing a top hat and is a he go, looks his like email he, he picture. Popped out of some kid's steampunk fantasy. It's, yeah, he's dope as hell. Good, good on Takashi Yamada. Wonder, I'll reach out to him. I wonder a, how he got our email. I wonder how we because it, it was delivered to. So if you look at the email, it says from Takeshi Yamada to Men's underscore Fashion. So. We're included on like whatever mailing list this is. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. Like, I, we talk about fashion like twice on this show. I'm <laughs> I'm trying to think if like I accidentally like put in the brosequestions.gmail.com email over instead of mine or something. No, like did Keiko sign us up for something to because we disagreed with his fashion sense? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wedding brunch. I didn't want to bring that up. Keiko did approach me at uh, at your wedding, Tim, and tell me that like most of my takes were wrong. <laughs> and it's just mostly about fashion. Yeah, he's like you're completely wrong. And he he, t- he critiqued me for my my I believe the terminology was my my 
cockamamie uh, fashion ranking list of like one through five. And I'm like, dude, I'm three drinks in. I'm just fucking spitballing. Cockamamie. Are we in the 1850s or something? Like yeah, that? you I'm did just appreciate my fight. to get to the donut wall. <laughs> Leave me the. I don't this want to talk about this, sport coach. This is not the time for me to talk about your khakis. Uh, all right, so before we go on, and, and a big uh, big props to Dr. Takeshi Yamada, who is, of course, welcome on the show anytime. Oh, man. Uh, I, want, I would love his to. His stuff is creepy as fuck looking. But it's uh, it's good. But it's good. It's creative. It's really good. It's different. Yeah. Uh, what wines are we drinking today? So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I really love to, Dr. Takeshi Yamada. He's a great character. He it's just a, like yeah. that came out of complete left field. Like it didn't come out of left field. It came out of like a different place's parking lot. Like you're in a baseball stadium and this came from like a museum parking lot. <laughs> All out, out from completely out of the way. Um, so uh, let's discuss our wines real quick. Sean, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking Pinnacle Ridge Brut Rosé. Uh, it's a Lehigh Valley sparkling wine. I'm going to read the uh, the story on the back. Oh, there's a story. Yeah, here's the story. Beautiful, Beautifully dry, pink, and sparkles like no other. Uh, that's how drinkers describe our Brut Rosé, crafted from Pinot Noir grapes. Our Brut Rosé has a distinct palette and aroma, making it the go-to bubbly for all of your celebrations. The winemaking philosophy at Pinnacle Ridge is one of minimal, minimal intervention using traditional methods. This approach ensures that the unique flavors produced in our local vineyards are retained, and we remain the, in pink for some reason, star of the region. <laughs> the star of the region. Wow. Okay. Yes. And there is a star on the front of this. Um, I should have gone with Rose. I think so, too. Mm. Uh, that's just a missed opportunity. It's fine. Um, and so this wine, I would, uh, I got it from my parents. My parents went to a, a wine pairing, and they had this as their dessert wine. And they were like, you should try it. And so I brought it onto the show, and it would be a good dessert wine. It's not a wine to be <laughs> drinking because I do not feel good right now. It's just so carbonated. It's, it's champagne, and champagne for me is not like a drinking drink. It's mm. like it's something that you have like as a as a toast. This would be so good, like at a wedding. This is a very good rosé, and it hits a lot. If if there were no bubbles, it would hit all of my yeah yeah. But it but the fact that it's champagne is like really fucking with me. <laughs> could, could that also be in part because it exploded and made a hole in Matt's roof? <laughs> yeah, it is kind of cold in here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it should it should have less bubbles now. If anything, he didn't shake it up enough. <laughs> yeah, but it is good. I would I would recommend this as a dessert wine or at, for like a toast or something. Tim, what are you drinking today? I am drinking Sutter Holmes uh, White Zinfandel. Uh, tasting notes say delicate aromas lead to sweet, creamy strawberry and melon flavors and a crisp finish. Uh, it's 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 definitely sweet. But it's not like in your face. It's not overpowering. And there's actually a little flavor profile on here that puts it just on the side of medium sweet versus medium dry. So I didn't see that before, but that's already how I was describing it. So it's 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 delicious. I love it. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> Shockingly enough, I don't think we've had Sutter Home on here before. I think oh, I, I checked. I, that's why I bought it from mm. Sheets. Yeah, I think we've we've done a... We've actively, I think, tried to avoid most. I think we've had Yellowtail, maybe. I had Yellowtail. Yes. I think we've tried to avoid the more basic Jersey wines, just because I think most people who listen to the podcast are fairly local and know those are fine. Yeah. And also, they're kind of the ones you keep for like 
the last second we don't have anything yeah yeah we, yeah you need it which is exactly what this is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got it you got it as sheets yeah uh rich what are you drinking today i am drinking uh kuhn rose rioja wine Ooh. it's a um more red than pink rose it's very red yeah um pretty sweet it's a um it's a rosado it's it's good okay i i enjoy it i'll, I'll read the tasting notes next episode because mm-hmm. we've had two already it's called a teaser yes. <laughs> um i i'm briefly going to read the tasting notes on mine again because i am drinking uh the casnell winemakers blend which is a mix of matua <laughs> and the other bottle that i had in my fridge that i already forgot what it is uh because i didn't want the two like half drank bottles just rattling around in there um but since it is an official casnell uh winemakers blend uh you know at this point i i feel like i do need to come up with with mm-hmm. tasting notes to really convey the, the flavor. So I, I tried some out on you last time. I wasn't really thrilled with the result, to be honest with you. So I'm going to try something new with you. Uh, so the tasting notes I'm going to go with is, uh, is it work it, worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. If you got a big, let me search you and find out how hard I got to work you. If you're a fly gal, get your nails done, get a pedicure, get your hair did. Boy, lift it up. Let's make a toaster. Let's get drunk. That's going to bring us closer. Don't I look like a Halle Berry poster? Hmm. So that's the Casnell winemakers blend. I I like it, it was it. I feel like I have synesthesia because mm-hmm. I was able to taste those notes. <laughs> <laughs> it really paints a picture for you, but on your it's a tongue, salty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sean, you have our second envelope of questions. Uh, I do. All right. Uh, it has two wine glasses, and on the back it says "Flamio Hotman." <laughs> what? <laughs> which? which huh? Because Jacob and I just finished our uh, watch through of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Ah, uh, okay. Hmm. And if you want to know what "Flamio" means, watch that. It's a great show. All right. Uh, Excellent. Uh, Hotman. Flamio Hotman. First question. <laughs> I yes. zoned out for question one. One second, because I heard someone scream out. There. So, as a disclaimer, <laughs> I haven't read the question yet. I'm, I, I'm very giggly right now. <laughs> I don't good. know why. I haven't. I haven't read the question, but I just want. I always get a little bit on edge when Sean looks at the question and then like, "Hold on." So here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there are two things. One, uh, Mary compiled these questions out. Uh, at the end of the day on Friday okay. when uh, at work or at her job, not while she was working, um, probably. And <laughs> <laughs> so that's why a lot of these questions are going to be heavily Emily Cooper and her husband, uh, John Tursich. That's fine. Centric because they all work together. Sure. Uh, follow up. A second thing is that Mary came to me the other day and was like, it's very bizarre because people are writing the questions to us. And addressing her directly. Addressing Mary directly. Addressing Mary because everyone knows that she compiles the questions. So everyone's like, hey, Mary. So she has, so she's just like, it's very bizarre that people I don't know are are like greeting me. It's probably become a character on the show, essentially. She is essentially. She should respond. Stay tuned. Your question is an episode, blah, blah, blah. That is a good point, Tim. That I will maybe. I I have my moments. 360 will, feedback. Yeah, 360 synergy. <laughs> All right. So this question provided by uh, Emily Cooper. <laughs> this um, is a heavy one to start. Great. 
Oh, no. How do you feel about the claims against female presidential candidates that they are having affairs? And do you think it is rooted in a double standard? So I think this one specifically about is Warren. about Warren and the fact that she <laughs> railed uh, of like a Marine so hard <laughs> that he was walking bow-legged for a week. <laughs> it's just such an incredible story. Like You just pick like, the, the most grandmotherly of anyone and they say, yeah, you know what? She's getting it all with like a 24-year-old Marine. Uh, which, by the way, this is like a Jacob Wall production, right? Like, yes. That, is... that absolute sack of human garbage. Mm. What a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, there's also a uh, reply all about Jacob Wall. I don't think I've seen that. I've heard good. that one. It is a... It, oh, it's it's the one... Uh, it is a yes, yes, no about uh, the... I'm in a liberal coffee shop. Oh, I... And that okay. meme was popular. I'll have to okay. find that one. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, so he's a, he's a extremely conservative provocateur online to the point where he's just making shit up about prominent liberals. To to the to the to the extent that he should probably be in jail. Yeah. Like I I think at this point like he is he has done enough harm or he should owe people lots of money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anywho. So so he made up a story that Elizabeth Warren had had an affair with a young uh a young marine mm-hmm. and he he purported to have this marine ready to go. And but regardless, the question is about whether what we think about that is a double and standard. Is, is it a double is it a double standard? And yes, I mean, I, yeah, it's right? a double. There's a double standard. I, here's the thing: I, I think there is there is not a double standard yet, and the reason for that is honestly, I don't know. Like as far we we haven't had enough women running for president to really have a collection of these kind of stories yet. Yeah, and or of or in office who had been accused of having an affair legitimately, not mm-hmm. you know Jacob Wall and his fucking nonsense. Yeah. But yeah. even even if she did, who gives a shit? I'm like but like there what, was a big deal with Clinton when he had the uh, alleged affair with Yeah, but uh, but um, yeah, but the double standard is that he is a dude, Donald Trump is a is a man. Are we like I think if the answer should we shouldn't be answering this question for us because I think for the four of us it seems like the answer is obviously there shouldn't be a double standard but I yeah. think we have to look at this from the perspective of like the <clears throat> the average American who might th- who who might look at this and, and might have that kind of double standard about Elizabeth Warren or about you know if, if some story came out about another one of the women running for president yeah or uh, AOC having AOC an yeah 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 but then she's not married so. No, that's a whole different thing. Um, I, I, again, I'll stand by my original point. I don't know because we haven't had enough examples of that happening in politics. I, I, my optimistic mindset is that by the time that it is normal and fine, completely normal for a woman to be in an office in an equivalent rate to men in office. By that time, we'll also be like, well, then yeah, fine, they have affairs. Like you know, Clinton had an affair, whatever. You know, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would hope that you would hold her if it was legitimate. That you'd, if it was legitimate, and also mm-hmm. it's at the same rate as men, you would hold everyone to the same standard. Yeah, like, don't, don't the, fuck the standard of like, yo, don't, or yeah, don't, or, don't cheat yeah. on your spouse. Yeah, you also are probably still an okay politician. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. But as as it stands, one million percent, there is a double standard mm-hmm. because you can't attack Elizabeth Warren for having an affair. While ignoring the fact that yeah, Trump yeah, is in office, yeah, J- Jacob Wall. I mean, like you're, you're not going to get any sort of no. you know, ethical 
standard from a Jacob Wall. Uh, uh, Jacob Wall knows exactly what he's doing, and uh, very obviously, you would his his claims hold no no would mm. not hold up under any scrutiny. Oh, yeah. If you said, oh, well, what about Donald Trump? Well, it's different. It's not the point for him. The point yeah. is to talk about Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. yeah. Tim, what are your thoughts on the 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 potential of a double standard for like Elizabeth Warren uh, having an affair? Or for any I completely agree that there affair. shouldn't be. I think we're all on board with that. Um, that that's just dumb. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think there is. If you go to Joe Schmo on the street and you'd be like, "Oh, even back with Clinton, I mean, we were much younger at that point." But some of the conversations I remember is just like, "Who cares?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one cared. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I. This well, is... I, if something like this blew up with Elizabeth Warren, they'd be like. Ah, she's untrustworthy. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's exactly what w- would happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's garbage. Yeah. I I would I would prefer that it be disqualifying for anybody. Mm-hmm. To, if you're having an affair, like, what does that say about who you are as a person? Yeah. But, like... It also makes you a security liability. Truly. Yeah, you're right. Like, that that's comes up point. in high yeah, security okay. clearances. Yeah. Be- yeah. Yeah. So, I think... I think ideally we would hold everyone to the same standard. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is. And I, I honestly think that this double standard specifically when it comes to women having sex with men is a it hurts men too. Insofar as like if you kind of go down the ladder, if you we still think there is a double standard when it comes to teachers having sex with students where it's like a, a woman teacher having sex with a male student is like. Yeah, you're like, oh, dude, right he, on, man. He got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did it. It's like scored. Yeah, it's still fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's still a yeah, yeah, it's still so like, thing, like this, this kind of weird sexual, like, it's very, it's not good for guys. Like, we, mm-hmm. we really need to get everyone yeah. up. There, there is a weird, like, broad spectrum of sexualization if you're coming out from the male perspective, because like you have that where it's like, yo, older women. Teachers, am I right? But then you also have like when you go, it's like, yo, younger women, am I right? It's just like fucking everyone <laughs> out my ears with sexual desire. Like, yeah. I, I I don't know if it's because I've been watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother or something, but like I'm now thinking of people in Washington D.C. and one guy comes into the bar, meets his friends. Yo, guys, I fucked the president last <laughs> night. Yeah, man. <laughs> High fives all uh, around. All around High fives for all the guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on the, on this one? Like, no. I think there is a double standard, but I I think we I think like Matt said, we don't have enough actual instances of this happening. It it also seems like women. One of the reasons I think that this doesn't happen is women are generally expected not to fool around, and so there's like there's a little less societal leeway so yeah. i think i think it legitimately comes up less yeah, i think women are less likely to cheat on their husbands than it, the other way around it goes back to that whole like you know dude's a player and a woman woman is a slut for lack of a better word mm-hmm. like that's it, it goes back to that base yeah. base uh perspective on things and also you don't know their marriage mm-hmm. what if they have like like there are no people who are yeah, yeah there are people who are legitimately yeah. in relationship like loving marriages where they're like go do whatever you want and honestly if you're not hurting anybody yeah live your life yeah if that if that marine is not affecting your your household life elizabeth warren then more (laughs) more power to you enjoy the young blood (laughs) yeah for real (laughs) if your husband if mr warren is cool with it yeah fucking go at go at it the old man yeah all right what is the next question next question is submitted by one james holland 
Ooh. This is a good, a good uh, listener, listener heavy episode. No? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. A listener heavy session. I'm, yeah, I'm, this is dope. Mm-hmm. James, I'm glad you found this show. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, we've met James, right? James came I, to your was, house. He was at the wedding. Oh, I didn't, probably didn't have he come James. to a party once? No, I think that's somebody else. No. Yeah. Okay then, <laughs> I have met James. <laughs> James uh, Troutman, probably. Nah, different James. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not thinking of that James. There was a whatever. I'm editing this, right? Thanks just, for <laughs> thanks for maybe coming to our house at one point. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. We'll work it out. We'll get him to show up to something. <laughs> um, what is one Gen Z thing that you hate? Obviously, you all love Yeet, minus Tim. Uh, <laughs> Fuck it. Asterisk cringe. Asterisk. I, I don't mm-hmm. know why. I had like a little bit of a stroke when I said cringe. <laughs> Wait, <what was> <laughs> all right, <Yeah>. so <laughs> let me restart this question. <laughs> what is one Gen Z thing that you hate? Obviously, you all love Yeet cringe but what is something about the generation after us that you cannot stand hmm. well i think i went over this on my previous um hot takes, hot takes. the cell phone usage and consistently on their cell phone mm, i i i, I hesitate to call that a gen z, thing, z specific thing although yeah. i'm sure that they use it more than you know the generation prior or, to us or even us i but yeah. i i don't th- i don't think that's a specifically them problem i think that that can be your answer, but I don't think that's yeah. a Gen Z. So Jacob Gen Z? Is that I, what Jacob actually? Is? I think he would be considered Gen Z. It's because millennials reaches such a large spectrum. I believe you're uh, uh, like people twenty five and twenty five to fifty right now are millennials or something like that. Like millennials yeah. is so. Are you large. looking it up, Matt? It's so here we go. Large. So millennials, popular media at least for millennials or Gen Y. Uh, is for birth years between 1981 and 1996. Mm-hmm. Gen Z, uh, there's little consensus regarding end birth years, but demograph- demographers and researchers typically use the mid-90s to the early 2000s. So we'll say any anyone who's born after like 1996. Okay, so my all of my siblings pretty much, I think. Okay, mm. so what's yeah, one the- thing that I don't... Okay. Hmm. I mean, that would make them what? Like 15 to 20-ish? Yeah. Yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jacob, was, old Jacob was born in 2008. Yeah. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. then he's 11. So. Okay. So, say anybody, okay. if you're younger than 21, we'll put it that way. Yeah. You're you're, you're in Gen Z until further notice. I, yeah. And my, <laughs> yeah. my only... <laughs> yeah. My only experience now that I have an office job, my only experience with Gen Zers are my nieces... Yeah. I, and Jake. It is, it is hard because I don't, I'm not friends with a lot of people who are in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, uh, uh, but. Hmm. The extent of my exposure to that is like people who are like way too young who are using Twitter and like get, you know, like put like a take out there and somebody just retweets them to hell. Like Twitter is not the way to learn about another generation mm-hmm. though. No. So I, I, I've got nothing really. Uh, I think the, there's this kind of weird broiness. I here's here's one thing I I figured it out I it took me a second to you know put my thoughts in a straight line but they talk in memes yeah oh like spoke like it it is just it is they exist in references and I think it might just be truthfully that I don't understand all of them I'm got I've gotten to a point now where Jacob will reference something mm-hmm. that he that I don't understand mm-hmm. but it's a meme like it's it is and 
So it might just be that I'm getting old and I can't. We're, we're, we're becoming our parents. Oh no. Yeah. I can't keep up with all of the new stuff that's happening. Are you talking about like verbalizing memes? Mm-hmm. Like if you, like Jake was coming like, to me, like, my teacher said that I was cheating, but it was actually Billy, but Kermit sipping tea <laughs> or something like that. Like, no, it's like, it's like he, he does like. Well, it's like our generation. We, like, I knew people that would say, it's for the lulls or LOL. And in, in, instead of laughing, they would literally say, yeah. or like, LOL. Rafflecopter. Yeah. yeah. Like, roller skates. Like, <laughs> he, he'll, he'll reference some YouTube yeah. thing, probably maybe referencing Rhett and Link because it's I'm sure. Real estate. What? Yeah. He does the free real estate meme. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. It's, but it, I, I think. What the fuck's the free real estate meme? Like free real estate, in your, you're you've, you're in someone's head, and it's free real estate in their head. And there's a, it's a it's a it's a it was it's a lot of Vine humor and now TikTok. Yeah, but I think uh, yeah. TikTok's getting huge too. Uh, you know what? That's my thing. I freaking hate TikTok. Right, listen, even listen, though it's just my, as good I as dis- Vine, I disagree with you so hard. <laughs> All right, I, I'm gonna need a primer because I've I've seen TikTok reference, but I've never so got, dove in. TikTok initially was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Please jump in. Uh, TikTok initially was uh, musically, yes, which was just lip syncing, which was just lip syncing. So you'd have a song and then you'd lip sync, and there was like cool effects you could do, and it was like kind of an easy editing program, and that. I think is very stupid and you can go on TikTok now and it still happens where people are just lip syncing stuff but it has also kind of become this weird replacement for Vine yeah where they will do the same kind of things that Vine was where it's like very short but one of the issues with TikTok is it's not limited so much like you can have I think up to like a minute in some okay so there are one of the things that was really good about Vine, I think, to like rehash a conversation we had a long time ago, is that it it construct it constricted you to seven seconds, mm-hmm. so you had to be very creative. Yeah. Whereas when it comes to like a minute or so, you can start to like lose the thread of the joke. Yeah. And so, like, but I think I think there is a lot of reasonable t- hate for TikTok when it comes to like that musically garbage because I do th- I do yeah. not understand why that exists. Sometimes they'll take the audio from Vines. Mm-hmm. And just lip sync yeah. to it, and it's yeah. like, why, yeah. guys? We saw the vine. Yeah, yeah. We all remember. I sure hope it does. Like <laughs> we, we know. Gen Z doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, Gen Z does because they're the ones recreating it on music. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I think that one is this question, James, is very difficult for me because my only experience is with Jake, and truly, there isn't anything really that he does that's different than. I did at that age that would have bothered me. Like yeah. anything that he does that bothers me is just a kid thing to do. And I I think, and this is just me being optimistic, is I really hope that they kind of get it right. Like we have the boomers before us and then us who are this weird kind of transitional generation and then they kind of figure it all out. Yeah. It, it's, it's Gen X mixed in there too. Yeah. Like with the... Uh... You know, everybody watched Clerks a ton when they're in there. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I'm, I'll say mumble rap because you, you start coming oh, on music. That's a good. That's so, a good pick. Uh, I'm going to go oh, with mumble board. rap because it's just my I, again my exposure to the youths is uh, my my younger cousin and uh, we were talking. I took him out to dinner months and months ago, 
and uh and we we were talking about music and he was talking about all the bands and the, like his his father is a big rock and roll fan like classic rock Ozzy Osbourne and all this stuff and so naturally he rebels and goes the exact opposite he's like oh I love Juice World and he's just like <laughs> rattling off all these Lil SoundCloud Peep. rappers yeah Lil Peep uh Lil Yachty and I'm just, he's rattling off all these rappers I'm like uh, I don't know so I started responding with a couple of names that I knew and he was like no nah, don't know don't know and I said well what about Eminem and he's like oh yeah he's like one of my favorite old rappers <laughs> well that's it you can go to hell <laughs> uh, but yeah like genuinely the, the, the mumble rap genre is something I, I don't think I'm going to I will I will understand it, but I will not accept it. Is what I will put. I, 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 like, I think I feel the pop music. I, I feel the same way about that that I do about country, in that I'm sh- I am certain that there are mumble rap songs that I would love, and for whatever reason, but there I have not found it yet. <laughs> I, there, but there are like there are country songs that I know that I like. Yeah. Like I legitimately I, love. You put Jolene on Johnny the official Brose. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like there is very good country, but I. But like I have not found that mumble rap song that I'm all about yet. Right. But I will, I'm sure I'll find one that I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. I I like I, I'm gonna agree. Like I've enjoyed classic, original like first two albums, Taylor Swift songs, which are like pop country. Even like the the uh, former uh, pitcher and home run home run hitter Pat Burrow for the Philadelphia Phillies has a country album uh, my dude that's yeah. not bad either like it's yeah. good like yeah i've enjoyed some country songs and it's like mumble rap and rap in general i'm not yeah. big on but i'm sure there's yeah. stuff i could well, yeah, get into listen to, and there's a whatever yeah well we yeah go T- ahead tim. tim real quick yeah what is your um your your gen z trait that you just don't like besides yeet <laughs> besides yeet which I think I'm coming around to mainly because of Richie's he, coming uh, around to geese. Yeet that geese. Yeet the geese. He yeeted his hatred for yeet out the window. Yeah. <laughs> it was just too fucking funny. Um, my, my first instinct was to go mumble rap, but I, I think I'm kind of in the same wheelhouse as Sean in that there very well could be like those couple of songs that I am going to fucking love. Yeah. And I just haven't found them yet. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be uh, one that samples like, yeah. uh, like early Nas or Jay Z or something like something that we remember. Like it'll be, it'll be, it'll be one that like samples it, but like, you know, makes it real quiet. Like, like it, uh, what is old town road mumble rap? No, it's yeah. not uh, technically. I, is it? I, I don't know. Because that song, I heard me and so Tim much. had this debate, and he just kept telling me, he's like, yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. Well, then it is. And Bolger it's, says it's, it's mumble rap. Okay, all right. It's fine. Yeah. It's, a, it's a decent song. Yeah, I've never was, heard that I song. It was solid. And I hate it so much. You, should, you, should you haven't heard it. Old Town Road? I surprisingly have not, and I hate it so you much. You didn't watch I, the NFL draft. Well, you're wrong. This is every player's walk-up song. Every player's walk-up yeah. song in the NFL draft is Old Town Road. Yeah. And I'm, Lil Nas X seems like a dope guy. Yeah. Uh, but he, he has another song that says something about... Um, uh, oh, Breaking Moves. He has another song. <laughs> <laughs> My Uber was playing it, and he was talking about it, and then it started playing. And it, it's like um, Panini. Oh, yeah. And, and it's just like, hey, Panini, don't you be a meanie. And it's like, that's the dumbest fucking lyric I've ever heard. <laughs> But, I love it I so much. Nicki Minaj put out a song that was just called "Use a Stupid Ho." Use a stupid <laughs> over like use ninety a, times. A better than "Hey Panini, Don't Be a Meanie." <laughs> I don't know. Like what the fuck? Um, um, but I think just to kind of put a bow on this, it's very difficult to find stuff. Having a tr- with a, with an eleven year old, 
a lot of the stuff that he's doing, it's it's very much a same shit, different day kind of thing. Like, yeah. The same stuff that he's doing is the stuff that I, the annoying stuff that I was doing as a kid, just with a different mediums, like mm. trying, like the, the people that he thinks are famous and worth, uh, worth following. It's like, you know, I thought dumb idiot people were yeah. like, it was jackass for us. And it's like Logan Paul for him. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not, it's not, but like, oh, basically. fuck. Yeah, it's 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 all trash. It's yeah. just what flavor trash exactly. are you having? Exactly. Yeah. All right. What is the next question? The next saying? question is: What is the best or worst trait that you inherited from your parents? The best or worst trait that we inherited from our folks. Well, so, I can tell you the worst. That's diabetes. <laughs> um, the predisposition to diabetes. The recessive <laughs> gene <British>. for albinism. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so your di- best trait, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's my most redeeming quality. Uh, di- diabetes is, is is quite a bad one to inherit. I mean, I I have I'm I'm not officially diabetic, but I mean, just yeah, I'm probably over three hundred pounds and genetically predisposed. So. Pro- even if I got healthy, so that's why you got those meatless couple days a week. Yeah, you gotta get. Even though I had accountable. Even though I had a milkshake last night for dessert and a milkshake this morning for. That's yeah, a- guess what? Milkshake doesn't have meat in it. You would have been fine no if meat. it wasn't the breakfast shake. <laughs> I, it wasn't breakfast. It was almost noon. Um, noon so, milkshake, love it. All right, so inherited traits from parents. The legitimate. I think so. I will do both. The best trait I've inherited from my parents, or from my mom specifically, mm-hmm. is the uh, this kind of weird n- the, the the necessity to be organized. Like I have, I find myself a lot of times being just really like disorganization. At a certain point, will start to really uh, cause me a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. and so like that. I think I got that from my mom and it helps because at a certain, like it helps keep me, keep me running, keep yeah. me going, keep everything kind of clean, mm-hmm. like doing the dishes and that kind of stuff. So like having this idea of what like a base level clean house is, has really helped me. And I've inherited right. that from my mom because it's, you know, people can come over. I'm not embarrassed to have them in my house. Yeah. The worst thing is my inability to discuss my emotions with people. Mm. And that's just when I was a kid growing up, we just never said that kind of stuff to each other. Like, you know, mm. we de- we didn't talk about how much we meant to each other. And that's not ideal. And it's something I've had to work on a lot. Like telling people that I'm like, you know, I care about you and I want to I enjoy our friendship or even in my relationships, being open sure. about how I feel about them and not being like, well, just they know. Mm-hmm. And not resting on that laurel. So I think that's the worst thing, and the thing, or at least the thing I've had to work on the most that right. I inherited from them. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are those are those are very good picks. Um, Tim, best and worst traits you've inherited from your parents? Uh, I think my best trait, my best trait, I, I I'm stuck between two, and one I've kind of gotten from both my mom and my dad. Um, would be staying cool under pressure and like tense situations where it's like freaking out isn't going to help anything right now. So being purely analytical so that other people can freak out, that's fine. But we need to get this shit done and we need to do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of that mindset. And then the other the other one is strictly from my mom. Uh, my, 
and I was trying to figure out how to put it in a word is my my professional eloquence. Ooh. So like I I talk like a dumbass and I drop f bombs all mm-hmm. the time uh, with you guys, mm-hmm. but like the reading some of the emails I type up and is following just, up on I've our previous correspondence. Good Please advise on <laughs> yeah. direction. Per my no, but email. like, yeah, it's like <laughs> this is the most professional email I've ever read, and then someone else re like you reread it and be like, wait, you literally just called this guy a fucking douchebag, but in the most professional way I've ever heard of. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, I yeah. did. You say so you're really good at code switching. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's uh, that's not generally something that white people talk about. But it's, no, no, that's true. That's true. That's you're you're shifting it, between like different demographics. Yeah, you're yeah. like in my when I'm with my friends, I will not. Mm. It's not even that you like lower your your vernacular or whatever. But it's like you you like I talk differently toward when I'm with you guys than when I'm with my work, and it's just how you do. You're just very good at it, mm-hmm. and I think that's uh, yeah, that's great. That's a great. That's a really valid point that um couple of I was listening to some of our older episodes we were talking about what do we think our best feature or more most useful feature was or mm-hmm. personality trait whatever yes and I think I said being like a social chameleon mm-hmm. and being able to it, it's it's very much yeah the same thing almost that's very mm-hmm. useful yeah absolutely yeah. I think uh, worst trait I have no idea <laughs> no, I'm, I'm amazing and everyone loves me <laughs> well no because my worst traits that i can think of are not being it's very much like sean not being able to discuss my emotions and it's like i don't really think i got that my my mom has been trying to fix that since all i can remember mm-hmm. um yeah and that was already there before my stepdad uh was in the picture so i i have no idea yeah well you might i mean that's it might just have been you were socialized that way. I think we all were. And then my, my family enforced it, not on purpose, but you know, it happens. Yeah. Um, I think, I think uh, the, the worst trait I think is, is similar to, to your Sean is it's sort of an offshoot of that where it's like, if there are um, negative things happening, we just don't talk about them. Mm. Um, so I, I have a tendency to be like, a, if there's like a, a stressor in my life or something like that. I just tend to be like, well, I'll just figure it out. I don't need to burden everybody else with this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, it's like the, it's, it's sort of an offshoot of the, the no, not showing emotion thing, but it's like the, just like, all right, you know, just figure it out on your own, be an adult. And like, you know, you don't have to talk about any problem you have or any like rough thing that you had in your life, whether it's work or, or what have you. Um, I think the best trait that I inherited was a, a weird combination of, of my mom's complete, complete flexibility and my dad's strict rigidity when it comes to planning things so i've got the mix where uh my dad is very um very organized very very structured as far as his schedule as far as the way he lives his life and everything like that my mom is much more like we could do this 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 or this if you want to uh or we could do something else completely if you want to so it's like trying to mix those two together so like i i feel like i inherited both of those um as far as like i I like to plan stuff but i'm also like okay if jim wants to you know go to a different place after work or if Rich wants to go somewhere else after, you know, for, for our, you know, whatever hangout it might be, or wants to bring over to make a different kind of food or something like that. Like having the ability to go like, okay, yeah, yeah, that works with the plan too. So I, I, I inherited that as well as the, um, the crippling inability to uh, talk about, <laughs> talk about uh, any potential problems. Yeah, that's the that. Irish Catholic, uh, yeah. yeah. Woo. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, Rich. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a hundred percent like doubling down on the worst <laughs> is not just diabetes. Just I got all the recessive fucking genes in my family. Mm. Subtalar coalitions except in, for blue eyes. Except for blue <laughs> eyes. Subtalar coalitions in both my ankles. Celiac disease. I don't know if I'm diabetic yet. I'm sure I could be at some point. I mean, my grandmother had heart disease. Like just genetically, my, my especially my mom's side, not built great. I have amazing hair though. I got that from my dad. <laughs> um but what I inherited good wise um was the uh do it yourselfness of my family. Like my grandfather built his house. My dad refinished every house we've ever lived in. And You're I what? know my dad. Oh, you. Oh, you. Did I say dad? my grandfather? You, you, no, you said dather. <laughs> my dad. I was like, you what? Look, I. I just realized I filled my glass this much. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm. I'm. Okay. I'm having a good time. I figured it was dad, but I was like, I need to. I need to kind of. I, I think I meant to say father. Like I said, yeah, grandfather, yeah, 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 yeah. and then father. But my dad, he's refinished both his houses. Mm-hmm. I've helped my brother refinish his house. Like I. I recently cut down two trees in my yard like we do it ourselves. we know we learn how to do it we go on youtube we go yeah. we get tutorials like that is me like when you were having issues with your um baby's room doors doors you you offered to me, come and uh... yeah me and my dad were gonna yeah. try to help out as best we could because like we can do this stuff we know how to do it we can figure it out if we don't know how to do it mm-hmm. so that's that's a, good, that's a very good quality to have that yeah. kind of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps but in a real actual way not yeah, yeah no, the first instinct being like if something is wrong being like i can fix this as opposed to like i better call a professional yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. My, that's and that's that's my move is i can call somebody yeah for yeah. big things especially like doors i'm not trying to learn how to install yeah, it's, uh, like this this <laughs> recently recently Fair. came up on like time hop and facebook memories i was uh this was like three four years ago i was mowing the lawn and i accidentally destroyed like my water valve for my outside hose by like hitting it mm-hmm. and so like i go to my neighbor i'm like do you know where my valve is to shut off my water he shows me i shut it off run out to home depot get everything i need to fix it fix it and we're, we're good I, I didn't have to call anybody there's a there's a a lot of people out screaming or is it that people are animals that are yelling out there yes all right all right i i couldn't people hear them animals. through here i could hear them yeah yeah okay yeah. So yeah. I don't know if we what have... a wild. I think it was a bunch of geese <laughs> getting hacked. <laughs> Some geese yeeting their way across the country. I, I love that meme. So if no one knows. I, I posted on Facebook, not on Twitter. I'll post it on Twitter after this. Um, there's a, a meme where it's just people saying like, if a geese comes at you, you grab it by the neck, not hard enough to to choke it, but you grab it and you fucking throw it <laughs> to show dominance. But then you run away. (laughs) So it's like, hey, I'm dominant over you. Yeet. Fuck you. I'm running away. (laughs) Like, I'm dominant. I'm scared of you. I love it so much. dominant enough that you have time to get the fuck out. (laughs) Yeet and geese. Uh, What is our next question, Sean? The next question. What is a significant event that has changed you? Hmm. Um, So, I mean... I had mentioned the last episode, I'm trying to eat healthier. One thing that is that pushed that was a few weeks ago, I had went and hung out with friends. We played D&D, and afterwards, 
I literally felt like light pain in my arm and in my chest near where my heart is. And that's what caused me to be like, I need to, I need to eat healthier. I don't know what it was. I never went to the hospital or anything for it. I have a doctor's appointment in a couple of weeks. We'll see what happens from there. But that is a significant enough to me to where I'm like, I need to get, I, I'm, I'm 31. I need to eat healthier. That is, it's changed me over the two weeks at least. I've started eating healthier and trying to get better. Good. So awesome. That's something mm-hmm. at least. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Tim, have you had any uh, major events that have caused a change in you? That's a deep question. You got married. Yeah, that's a cop out. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was I was going to answer that. I was that was like in my head. I was like, I got married, but I I don't think the the marriage part is what changed me. Mm. Like that event kind of like narrows the focus a little bit because obviously I'm different now that I'm married. Even in like whatever yeah. way, like because mm. you 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 have to be. Hmm. I will. So it, it, this is less of a a small like micro event, but. I will genuinely say that the way I think about um, the world in politics has changed since Donald Trump was elected. And I, I, I'm not using that as the like obvious, like, well, Donald Trump changed the way we look. It, it genuinely changed the way that I think about politics. Because I had a very, I had a, my, the, I read a lot of political news. I think about it at a decent, you know, a decent amount of the time. But for me, it was always like, I did have a very privileged way of looking at politics where I sort of treated it as a game. Like it was a, an intellectual exercise for me and it was not a, Hey, there's real life ramifications for this. And like there, there, there are obviously elements where I'm like, okay, obviously if this policy changes, this will affect me. If, if uh, the affordable care act comes into this will affect me in X, Y, and Z ways. But like the, the election of Donald Trump came about and I knew, you know, I did not, I did not vote for Donald Trump, but I also did not vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, I knew several people who did vote for Donald Trump and they, they shared the sentiment, which was just like, oh, fuck, this happened. Like, this mm-hmm. could really affect things. And over the last two and a half years, it, you know, almost three at this point, there's been nothing done to dispel that. So I, I'm thinking about the world and thinking about politics in a much different way because he is in charge and because it was sort of like, well, the system works. So it's just going to keep humming along. And then, you know, you get, you know, the, the motherfucker in charge and suddenly things are just, you know, uh, you know, basic stuff where it's yeah. just like, you have to listen when the court tells you to do something, right? And it's just like, no, actually, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to me when the court says to yeah. do something. Like, it's it's really upended things. So the, the way I think about politics and the way I think about the world has changed substantially. I, I mean, so I, I, same with me, kind of. I've started listening to more political news podcasts and political news shows on YouTube because of his presidency. And I'm like... I need to know what I'm doing when I go vote now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just... Like, That's a really it, good answer, man. Like, mm-hmm. used, yeah, it used to be for me, vote Democrat. Now I'm like, oh, now I need to know who I'm voting for. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's a very... Like, the, the, the I got I used to get upset at the people who would say, like, oh, well... You know, if you say that you're not political, that's a very privileged viewpoint. I'm like, I don't know. There's some people who just aren't political. But th- as this has gone on, I'm like, all right, this is... Like it is coming from a privileged standpoint to say like, oh, well, you know, look at the look at politics from a horse race perspective as opposed from looking at it like, Mm -hmm. hey, if a Republican gets nominated or if a Democrat gets nominated, you know, these taxes might change and it might affect the middle class or these social liberties might go away if you're elected Republican. And like, you know, it's it's. You know, it's it's just let me have a more realistic way of looking at things, and I think that changed it, uh, things for a lot of people. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, I'm a lot less forgiving now. 
Like mm-hmm. I, I, because like you said, like I, I used to be with people. We were like, I'm just not political. You let that slide. But I feel like now it's just kind of like made people because of all of the things that are constantly mm-hmm. happening. It's just made it more immediate for yeah. a lot of people. And it's, I just I don't have time for you to be mm-hmm. kind of fence sitting. Right. I, I remember when that election happened. Um, it was, um, about three weeks before I was planning on proposing to, to my wife, Jenna. And as it, ha- I, I, I think I'd bought the ring like a week beforehand. <laughs> and then this happened and I was just like, I had this sense of dread coming over me as, as the night went on and, and as he got elected. And the next day, I'm, I was talking with her on the phone and we were just like, I mean, what do we, what, what's our future going to look like? Like the whole country could go to fucking shit as a result of this. Yeah. And it, it changed a lot of things. And so, yeah, that's, that's my answer is the, 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 the election. I'm sure there's other ones that are a little more micro and a little less uh, dire, but that's the one I, I, that came to mind for me. It's a good, but that's a good answer. Yeah. I mean, this, this question just does bring in a lot of dire things. Like even thinking about what my answer was and what other answers could have been, I'm just like, it has like, other things have changed my out view on what I want in my life a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is, it, it kind of brings me a little down. Yeah. But I'm like, is there any way I can fix it to where it brings me back to where I wanted it to be originally? It's like, it's like a Christmas carol. It's like when you are presented with the potential consequences of your actions, that's when you tend to go, whoa, okay. Yeah. And you wake yeah. up, whether it's your health or your perspective on on the world or your job or what have you. Like, I think once you are presented with, you know, this might happen to you if you don't do X, then you're like, okay, okay, I'm up, I'm up, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, one thing that has been on my mind a lot lately is i've in my life always wanted kids but with the current environmental crisis i really don't know if i want to have kids to put them through that and so now i'm just like fuck well i and i I I do anything to change i was thinking about that because we just had a kid Mm -hmm. congratulations to me attaboy (laughs) congrats on the sex (laughs) thank you (laughs) one time At least. One shot, one kill. <laughs> Sean, the I'm sniper of my shot. Um, okay, I got, I got. <laughs> hold on, I forget what we I was needed a little levity. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all. I call my. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna be, it was gonna be sad again. Uh, so, one of the things was like, uh, on on balance, I have brought less kids in in my family than existed previous to Mm. me so like my all of my grandparents have passed away so i'm like i'm just filling spots baby i got (laughs) slots we got economical yeah i'm just like okay it's one for one like we're fine (laughs) like i'm like okay i'm not contributing to anything like it's not like we're using more it's just net neutral baby (laughs) (laughs) coming in at zero yeah exactly tim do you have any events that you've come up with uh, closest thing I could think of was, uh, in high school, I used to be really into wrestling. Um, I wasn't an amazing wrestler by any fucking means. It was more so I was only good at having a high tolerance for pain and just never giving up and outlasting the other guy. Um, but my junior year, my last year of wrestling, we got two new coaches, uh, who just decided that I didn't know what I was doing and decided that they were going to coach me the way they wanted me to wrestle, which 
if I've been wrestling for that, if you've been wrestling for that long, and you are clearly not a technical wrestler by any means, that's not going to work. Okay. Like, if you have a thing that works, that's it. So, more or less, they took a thing that I loved and, and thoroughly enjoyed and dedicated myself to and um, more or less killed it for me. Hmm. They made me feel bad for not being good in the, like, classical sense of skill. Uh, and that I didn't want to lose even more weight to go down to another weight class when every season since I was in seventh grade, I would lose 15 pounds every season to get into a weight class. Um, and I think that for me, that kind of gave me a, I don't want to say an I don't give a fuck attitude, but it was very much a I am less likely to go out of my way to excel at anything. Hmm. Like I tried, I I consider myself generally book smart mm-hmm. good at uh good at school don't don't say words good at words all the best words uh, and my, my senior good. year was very much me just skating by and not caring hmm. uh which if i had not been in that state of mind mm-hmm. i feel like i would have I feel like I would have tried harder, I would have done better, and I would have been more prepared for college than I was as far as in the right mindset for classes. So I think that set me back a lot. So this is a, this is a different spin. It's like some, something happened to you, a moment that were that sent you in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, have you have you have you have you changed that perspective in the last few years, or have you, have you looked back on it at all? Yes and no. Like I acknowledge it, I acknowledge that it's there. I didn't think about where it came from. I acknowledge that it's there. Mm-hmm. I'm slowly. It's also deeply tied with my depression. I would think, uh, and it's just kind of something I am slowly working on. The, the problem is if I if I throw myself into something and then it's just like, oh, I'm the only one who's doing anything to get this going, then I just more or less give up. Hmm. So you need, like a, you need someone else to have a sort of a set of expectations as well to yeah. to get a to get a project or get a whatever going. Yeah, which is hence why I uh, have another interview or I have an interview for a new job on Monday. At a boy. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I, I think you've had more interviews for jobs than I've had jobs in my entire life. <laughs> I don't know. You're interviewing everywhere. Thing. <laughs> interviewing everywhere they 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 no they, t- candidly tim's tim's uh tim's former employer came back and said hey uh we kind of want you back man like we want you it's a different role than you had before but like they yeah, you, but you were dope. you were headhunted tim to an extent yeah yeah mm-hmm. you were poached potentially uh we'll, we'll see how the interview goes i mean money is clearly going to be a factor yeah, yeah. are you gonna walk in the first day and be just like i'm back baby baby <laughs> Sunglasses, <laughs> finger guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see the head of security be like, "What's up, guy? Still got that giant paper airplane floating around?" Whoa! Okay. <laughs> uh, Did how I many... not tell you that story? No, you've you've not told us that story. Uh, before I tell you how many questions we have left, yeah. I'm going to answer the last question. Oh yeah, I did not. Oh, you did? <laughs> okay. Why not? I... Oh, because you were talking about Alice. Okay, I got yeah, mixed up. No. All right, go ahead. 
Well, but it is, that is the answer. But here is why. It is, because we've kind of had a bunch of downer answers. Not for nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's true. But, so, after Alice was born, I was having a lot of trouble sleeping. Like, every night, I was having, I, I, I was worried that she was, like, something was going to happen to her. So, I would stay awake for a very long time. Like, I would never, like, I would just not be able to sleep. So, sleeping, like, two to four hours every single night so i go i went to my doctor and i was like hey i'm not sleeping because i'm anxious about alice and they said okay here are some sleeping meds and i took those sleeping meds and it did not help like i slept an extra hour maybe and i was like uh and so i was like listen you gave me medicine to help me with sleeping, but the sleeping is a symptom of anxiety that I'm feeling about my daughter. So, like, can we treat that? So they gave me anxiety medication to take, and I took that. And since then, I have been like, hmm. oh, like, <laughs> like, is this what normal people feel like? And I think, so the event was... Th- Alice being born and the anxiety that I was feeling like on top of just the general anxiety that I have all the time was a catalyst to me getting better, like being more emotionally stable overall. Like it's, it is so bizarre that your, your issues with mental health. A lot of times, like I took it for granted that people were worried about things all of the time, but it turns out that's not the case, guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. People aren't always upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, I was talking to be candid. I was talking to my therapist, and I was like, I was like, I just assumed for a very long time that mm-hmm. that's just the like natural state that everyone's in, but apparently it's not. Like apparently people are like happy sometimes, and that's like like but Hold really, on. do you guys confirm this? <laughs> but like for real, like having like it, so just having that moment where it was it was more than i could handle and then getting help that i needed but like and realizing at that moment that it was just help i needed across the board and it's like my quality of life has increased so much mm-hmm. just by like because of that i mean you know i love her so much and it's like oh my god is it being <laughs> but like but to me to be honest from my perspective like the the fact that i was able to get the help that i needed and and everyone's been very supportive and that's so nice but like realizing that there is a way that you can feel that is not on edge about every single thing mm-hmm. is has been really eye-opening and ve- and very great and great for my life and i so i i am happier now than i have been in a very long time but it, the, the problem was that i didn't realize that for a really long time like i didn't you 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 get to a point where you start to normalize. You, you know, it's a slow process. You normalize not feeling great, and you're like, "This is just how you feel." Yeah. But so my, so Alice being born mm-hmm. and the anxiety that that caused has led me to a place now where yeah. I'm like so much better. Yeah, and it got you to address awesome. like some underlying issues. Yeah, that, that 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 had always been there, but I was kind of like, you know, whatever. Right, <laughs> but it was the catalyst to solving. Yeah, this, yeah, which is great. You get, I, yeah. I feel like I got to apologize real quick because as you started talking about that and the sleeping medication, oh yeah, I started cracking up because of the because of the tweets. The, the first time I took my sleeping medication, 
I sleep tweeted at some lady who was like, "We." All, I think the tweet that lady wrote was like, "We all seem to forget that Paula Abdul dated a cat." Like that was the tweet. Whoa! I missed this. a cartoon cat, a cartoon cat specifically, and it was just like a, a music video from a long time ago. She's she's like the 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 story of the music video is that she gets with this cartoon cat. It's very weird. It was the eighties, whatever. <laughs> but like, but like, I tweeted like. I maxed out my character limit <laughs> in response to it, and it was all nonsense. But like, I woke up the next day having tweeted to this woman. It was a very it, yeah. We're so lazy. sleeping meds were not for me. I'm sure they are helpful for a lot of people, but for me, not so much. Beca- right. But that was because that wasn't the. It wasn't the problem. Wasn't insomnia. The problem was insomnia caused by sure this yeah. other thing. But yeah. like yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so Alice being born, besides all of the other great things that came mm-hmm. along with that, it helped me to be a better me mm-hmm. and be a happier person. Quell your anxiety a little mm-hmm. bit. That's great. That's yeah. excellent. All right, Sean, what is our next question? The penultimate question. The penultimate question. Submitted by Emily Cooper. Hey, Emily. <laughs> Could Elizabeth Warren get it? <laughs> In parentheses, trick question. The answer is yes. I think anybody oh, can, sure, get it. She can get it. All right. Yeah. Anybody We're can get it. talking about the nomination, right? <laughs> yes, yes. The nomination. She absolutely should get the nomination. She could. I think in. Just ask that Marine. She absolutely could get <laughs> she it. She absolutely could get it. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. She's uh, and uh, she's like attractive in a grandmom way. And <laughs> and also, like. Yeah. 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 I agree with her on a lot of things. So we could talk about shit. Did you guys see the, the video I shared on Facebook with her? Where it's like, a guy's like, so how would you feel if one of your supporters came up and said that um, I believe only believe in a marriage is between one man and one woman? What would you say? And she straight up turns and she's like, okay, then marry one. Yeah. <laughs> and then people laugh and then she's like, if you can find one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. You're just assuming yeah. that this is a man asking this question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I. Right now, I love Elizabeth Warren. Like, yeah, I think from what I'm seeing for her, like, you know, as yeah, and and yeah. she could get it. She mm-hmm. she can definitely like, get as it. As far as the pipe is concerned. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, all right. Uh, like the North Dakota pipeline is what. Yes, yeah, so, so, yes, yeah, so the Dakota Access pipeline. Really. She could get it, but she wouldn't want it because it violates Native American yeah. rules about using their land. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was not a trick question. The answer was yes. Yeah. I think, uh, and I mean. Whatever she's, uh, yeah. Good I'm glad. Her. I'm glad we brought it up after that last topic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the I mean, unless unless President Tim R. Hansen, yeah, uh, Tom, dis- Tom Tom Hansen, Hansen yeah. uh, disagrees. Uh, the official stance of the Brose podcast <laughs> yeah. is that Elizabeth Warren could get it. Right, we gotta do this with all the. I'll allow it. <laughs> I think yeah, that'll be our next hot take. Is could they get it? <laughs> could they get it? <laughs> that'll be our next our next best fit. Um. Okay. So, this was submitted by John Terzich with help from Emily Cooper. Ooh. Can breast milk be used for anything besides babies eating? Example, made into soap. No, right? Uh, follow up. If you use one of these items, if you had to use one of these items, which would you choose? So, can you make it into other stuff? And also, would you, what, if you, if you had to? So, I think the existence of this question, I'm assuming this is a thing. Obviously, it is a thing where, or they wouldn't have asked this. 
Uh, no, you can't. I mean, it's it's milk. Can you turn it into cheese? Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's milk. It's. I mean. So, like it. I mean, I I think it it has all of the properties of you know milk. Like it it spoils and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, like you can freeze yeah. it and it lasts longer and like it is it is it is milk. Like it's just non-pasteurized no hormones added because like so my next question it's all natural so my next question is if you're going to use it as another item like you're going to make a soap or a cheese out of it why why that versus your baseline cheese i've never gotten like a pound of american cheese at the deli and been like you know what I wish this came out of somebody's boobs. Well, here's the thing. Like, if <laughs> if I were to go to the deli and be like, I want a pound of provolone cheese, and they come to me, it's like, do you want it from Emily or Emily, from Johnny? <laughs> John, Emily, Janie, uh, Josephine, and they're all cows, but they're named these different names. I would be like, just give me the nondescript cow milk. Mm-hmm. If I know they're from a person, and I know this, this person definitely has a name because it's a person... It's going to turn me off away from it more so than just like, give me the cow milk. That's just nondescript from cows. Mm. So apparently there are a lot of other uses for breast milk. Would you like to hear some? No, but yeah. Okay. So here are, so these are home remedies. So use them at your own discretion. They can be used for eye and ear infections. No. To treat cut minor burns and small wounds. No. Actually the eye and ear. So the, that, that I know the eye and ear infection is true. Like, there, that is a thing that well, they will recommend milk? for. I I don't know, but I know for if your baby has like conjunctivitis or something, putting breast milk in their eye can help that. So, so I mean, th- from what I've heard, I, I I don't I I mean I I do not produce breast milk. I do not produce milk. I am a male. I do what, not what, have what? any of that. But from what I've heard, based on what my sister in law has told me, like the reason breast milk is good for a growing child is because. As they are drinking the milk, any um, uh, like uh, infections or whatever gets into the milk, and then the mom produces anti antibodies for it, and that's why then the baby can fight it off because of that. Yeah. So it makes sense that like fighting mm-hmm. an infection as antibiotics or something like that would work for breast milk. So that's a property that's specific to breast milk as opposed it, to just milk. It, it's like so. It, yeah. It, it's similar to, I think, like how if you have honey that is from like a local beehive, it can help with allergens near yeah. your house. Well, I, like you like, can like, well, with pollen. Okay, you can get the next one like, is uh, for immune system boosters. That is another yeah. way. But there are also there's a bunch of other ones. But there are medical uses, and one of them is for patients with compromised immune systems. And so breast milk can help cancer patients, organ transplant patients, and people with infectious decisions, mm. diseases, infectious diseases, mm. infectious, infectious decisions, to <laughs> that's that's when one person more, jumps more... off a bridge. <laughs> infectious decisions. <laughs> when your friends, you just keep up. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. I mean, Johnny did it. Uh, yeah, sorry. It can use for burn patients for preventative medicine. So apparently, there are ways to use it. It doesn't seem as though you're using it in products, though. Like, no, you're not the, the Emily's soap. suggestion was soap, and I'm thinking about like instead of using. I'm sure there are, there are obviously soaps that use milk I in guess. them, or like something creamy or whatever. Like I, using breast milk as a substitute for that, I 
can't imagine why and what benefits yeah, it would produce. I don't know. Cow's milk grosses me out to begin with. It's just like a, I don't like it, and so and human milk does not make me feel any better. Yeah. So no. Tim, what would you use breast milk for? <sighs> Honestly, as long as I don't have to eat it, I probably wouldn't care. Um, That's true. If it's touching my skin, I don't really because Alice throws up on me all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like silky smooth. Yeah, <laughs> and you should see my acne on my arms is non-existent. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I've. And I don't know if this is true or if this is just something that's floating around in my head. I've heard it tastes bad. <laughs> I think so. I, I, I've heard it's like slightly sour. Yeah, I don't know. Babies I don't know if that's like true, it. but like that just makes me think it smells if sweet. that's true. Mm. Does it? Yeah, or chalky. Well, maybe that's just some random bullshit in my head that is completely wrong. Mm. Uh, but apparently there's also breast milk jewelry. <laughs> what? Yeah. I would wear breast milk jewelry. <laughs> Look, I would guys, not wear that, but it's just like that's a thing. All right, Look, guys, uh, you're all getting it wrong. I'm making breast milk mil- uh, mac and cheese. Like, <laughs> oh, <man>. it's <laughs> the worst show we've ever done. I hate it. I don't like this. <laughs> Next week we have a new bro. <laughs> Rich has been voted off for inhumane <laughs> macaroni and cheese An breast milk take. take. Gross. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I think we've wrapped up the questions for this episode. We're running a little bit long, so no, uh, no Hanson, no House of Hanson, no Kaz's Corner, no nothing like that this week. Uh, but we will move along and and push those off to uh, future episodes. But in the meantime, uh, Tim, if people want to find you on Twitter, where can they find you? At Tim R Hanson. How about you, Rich? At B underscore walnuts. Sean? At hey, it's S-O-B. And I'm on Twitter at MKaznel. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is at brose underscore podcast and on Facebook at brose podcast. Podcast is available pretty much anywhere you find your podcasts like uh, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, TuneIn, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And if you have a question for the show, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, just like the doctor with all the weird blood and everything like that. Uh, blood artwork. Dr. Takeshi Yamada. Yamada. Takeshi Yamada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, special thanks as always to Mary O'Brien for fending off Dr. Takeshi Yamada and for compiling our questions. Uh, our, our logo was designed by Shannon Vogel, uh, and you can uh, find her work on Etsy.com and at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert, and you can find his work at at Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, you host the podcast uh, PodQuest. Yes, uh, PodQuest. It is a weekly nerd roundtable we release generally on Wednesdays. Check Mm -hmm. us out. Uh, I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast, where I usually just yell about Baker Mayfield. And I uh, edit the podcast Under Pressure, The Hidden Story of Pregnancy and Preeclampsia. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Four. Bye. Tim Hansen, Sean O'Brien, Rich Sreeton, and the entire Action Moose team. <laughs> My name's Matt Casnell, reminding you to be smart about being stupid. We've <laughs> 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 two episodes without an air horn. <laughs> <laughs>